the prophetic focus for the month is who is on the Lord's side. And the purpose is to see how to reposition ourselves on God's side for an ever-flourishing life, spiritually, in all other areas of our life. For the time that we are out on this fasting expedition, where each one has opportunity to reposition himself or herself on God's side as our new way of life. First Peter 3.15 says, should be ready to answer everyone that asks her, why are you doing what you are doing? What do you expect to come out, come out with in doing it? First Peter 3 and verse 15. We should be ready to give an answer to everyone that asks us the reason for the hope in us for doing what we are doing. Maybe it's first important for me to mention this that no civilization will ever make the word of God of no effect. Its contents are everlasting. God's word will see the end of everything. Nothing can see the end of the world. God's word will see the end of everything and nothing under the sun will see the end of the world. Jesus laid out the fact that fasting is one of what we would need to live with. Three separate scriptures. Can you make the children or the bridegroom to fast while the bridegroom is still with them? Say no. But the day comes when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them. Then shall they fast in those days. Matthew 9.15, Mark 2.20, and Luke 5.35. Repeated in three gospels. It taught us how to pray and taught us also how to fast. When thou fastest, not if you fast. Matthew 6 and verse 17 and 18. When you fast, it's an agenda. So fasting and prayer is God's agenda for his people. Now the question is, for what? Isaiah 58 and verse 6 to 14 laid out nine covenant outcomes of fasting. Nine. And I'd like you to see this this morning because it's so important. It will help to make the most of this fasting expedition. There are members of the church who go on vacation during this time because they think it's one kind of punishment. Amen. They just go on spiritual vacation and return to be asking for prayer for them. What are the nine covenant outcomes of fasting? What are we expecting as outcome by engaging in fasting and prayers? Or call it prayer and fasting. Number one, fresh oil. Verse six. Is this not the first that I've chosen or prescribed? To break every yoke, which implies access to fresh oil. So fasting is a platform for access to fresh oil. Many members of the church are suffering because they think anointing is needed by pastors for preaching. No. Is for living triumphant life. The anointing is to lose the bands of wickedness of your life. Amen. <laughs> to make you and I live in the realm of liberty that Christ has provided for us. Then it helps to fire our love for God. Is it not to deed thy bread to the hungry? Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Then shall thy life break forth as the morning. 
is for access to next levels of revelation. Lord, what do I do at this point? Why? It's not working contrary. Show me, Lord, we are missing it. Revelation, revelation, revelation. And thy head shall spring forth speedily. <laughs> it's for restoration of health and vitality. Restoration of health and vitality. And thy righteousness shall go before thee. It's for next level sanctification. Then shall thou call and the Lord shall answer. It's for express answer to prayer. The Lord shall guide thee continually. It's for access to divine guidance. Come on now. <laughs> it shall be like a watered garden. A flourishing life. And as springs for water, whose water is free enough. So there are abundance of blessings in return for engaging with fasting if you know the reason why God prescribed it. Now get upon your high places, verse 14. <laughs> change of story. Supernatural change of story. Supernatural change of story. Interestingly, by simple analysis, three of the verses have to do with increased love for God. The environment of our love for God. Demonstrating our love for people. Can I hear your amen? Three verses. Number two, simple analysis. Three verses has to do with enhanced righteousness. Or next level sanctification. <laughs> and two has to do with change of story. Two. And one for anointing, my God. One for divine guidance. So that is your priority. Now, if you are going to pray, therefore, we show yourself on God's side by asking God for inspired love. To inspire your love for Him. You dwell in love, you dwell in God, and God is in you. You are not just on God's side, you are on, your, on the side of God, you and God together. <laughs> It's so important. That's what people will not ask. What are you going to do with it if the devil hits at you? That gets on God's side. Well, there are no breakthroughs of yesterday that are breakdowns today. But eyes have not seen or ears are. What God has in store for them that love Him. You need to reposition in your love for God to secure your destiny in grand ties and to make unbelievable advancement in life. So it's not a church annual punishment program. It's an annual furnishing program. God wants to furnish your life and my life and change our story before the eyes of our enemies. Amen. Next level sanctification connotes a fresh version of the spirit of the fear of the Lord. You want to please God. Pleasing God becomes your, uh, your, your desire, your desperation, your crave. Psalm 37 and verse 18 and 19. The Lord knows the days of the upright. Their heads shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time. In the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. It helps to show you on God's side, the flourishing side of life. Sanctification. You better get it. Anything you get by skill without God's hand on your life is not safe. It's not safe. It's not safe. It's not safe. It's not safe. If that's all I can say before you go home today, I think it's okay. Know why you are fasting. Go for what you are fasting in prayers. Turn them to prayers. Turn them to prayer points. To help us. Fresh oil is in verse 6. You have outbreak of love, seven 
913, next level sanctification, you just go through it. The next person to prayer, one. Change of story, two. Divine guidance, one. So know what to pray. It will make your prayer life through this time so robust. Health and vitality, one. End of dry season, one. My God, life. If you know why you are doing it, you get, you get yourself overly engaged. Light is the master of darkness any day, any time. Go for revelation. You can't be a beacon of light and be aroused by darkness. Go for revelation. That which said, when we sense a higher power on the way, we clear off the highway. Light is the higher power in the region of darkness. So know what you are praying, Lord. Open the eyes of my understanding so I can understand the scriptures. Open my eyes to see the wondrous things out of thy law. Lord, deliver me from this evil habit that wants to destroy me. And some kind will never go except by prayer and fasting. So it's your time and my time to step into our next level of work with God. So as to make the most of our life and be in command. And be in command. And be in command. Christ was in command of everything when he was here. And the Pharisees said, you fast often. But your disciples are eating. He said, leave them. When I go, they will fast. I'm fasting their fast. <laughs> I'm burning them on the wings for my fast. Come and pay tax. Go to the sea, my friend. Cast and who? Bring the money. Pay them. It was in command. The storm was raging. Please be still. Quiet there. Mm. Who are you? Mm. Lazarus, come forth. We all need a next level crave and make it your desire this time. It is by light you command breakthrough. Not by prayer and fasting. By light. I've been accosted by the force of darkness several times. And I say, peace, quiet. Quiet there. That's command. And there are levels. So seek a next level of authority by reason of light, illumination, and correct position, correct spiritual position. Correct spiritual position. The more sanctified you are, the farther away the plague of pride from your life. You see the awesomeness of God, you see your littleness. You see the awesomeness of God and see your littleness. The farther away you are from God, the closer you are to the devil. And the nature is pride. I think fasting has started right now. So you know what to pray. So settle down and pray. Now guide me the way to go. To connect with your fortune agenda for the year. Have a personal vision for God. A personal vision for the agenda of the year. Watch how being on God's side, we keep decorating your destiny. Can I hear your amen? Can I hear your amen? It's your turn for a change of story. Lift up your right hand. Lord, engrace me today to make the most of this fasting season that commences tomorrow. Let this 2023, 21 day of prayer, 24, 21 days of prayer and fasting mark the dawn of a new day in my life. The glory and praise of your name. Pray that prayer from the depth of your heart. Now I know it's not an annual punishment agenda. It's an annual punishment agenda. Furnish my spiritual life this time beyond my widest imagination. Turn me to surprise to myself in my spiritual life 
and I know it will impart on all other areas of my life. Let this season mark the end of dry season in my life. Guide my feet the right way to go at all points. And fire my love for you to next levels. For I know all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Change my spiritual life for the better. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Now, who is on the Lord's side? Spirituality is the custodian of every great destiny in the kingdom. For the foundation of God stands sure. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 19 to 21 Having this seal the Lord raised that are his know them that are his and let everyone that named the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver but there are also vessels of wood and earth. But if a man forges himself of these things it shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, made for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. That's how spirituality is the custodian of every great destiny in the kingdom of Christ. And other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid. Which is Christ Jesus. First Corinthians 3 11. No believer's life can be any more fulfilling than his spiritual. Exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profits little, but godliness profits to all things, having the promise of the life which now is and the one which is to come. What is the promise of the life which now is? It's giving us all things that are made for life and godliness. They are delivered through the revelation of him who has called us to glory and virtue. So it delivers to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the revelation of the truth. Second Peter 1 3. The promise of the life which now is, and then unto us is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to them that are without. All these things are in parables. Who are without? Not only believers. He said, without are the dogs. Those who return to their vomit over and again. They are without. They can't assess revelation that will deliver their inheritance to them. Praise God. For without are dogs and sorcerers and warmongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Revelation 22 and verse 15. They are without. And who is a dog? The dog has to turn back to his vomit. So returning back to sin as a lifestyle makes a dog of a believer. And so he cannot assess revelation. So he lives with frustration, stagnation, and devastation. No one can flourish in hard times any more than it remains spiritual. Thought John verse 2, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even or to the level of your spiritual prosperity. 
even as thy soul prospereth. So seek the prosperity of your spirit man, your soul. Deal with this 21 days of prayer and fasting because it will place a limit on how prosperous your life will ever be. Again, Psalm 37, verse 18 and 19, the Lord knows the days of the upright, their heads shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. Hmm. There shall be no drought in your household. Amen. There shall be no hunger in your household. It's also important to know that no one can be on two sides at the same time. We have some security folks here. Some are the gate. Some are um, city gate, university gate, and then every gate. You can't deploy one person to two places at the same time. Amen. You meet him at the same place. Same time, two places. Can only be in one place. We agree you are the chief security. Yes, you can only be in one place at a time. <laughs> no one can be on the two sides of a football match. You can only play on one side. How long will you hold between two opinions? If God be God, serve him. If he be bad, follow him. No one can be on two sides. At the same time, First Kings eighteen twenty one, Matthew six twenty four, it says, "No man can serve two masters. You will either either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve." Two masters. Folks, men and brethren, listen to me. Anything you add to God makes him turn his back. <laughs> he turns his back on you and go and handle your life by yourself. Fellow Africans, we have a lot of unbiblical proverbs. One way does not lead to the market. That's okay. You are not a market. <laughs> one, 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 one way to go. One, one, one. One way to go, the Father. One, one, one. One way to go. I am so glad that Jesus is the way. John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Many lives are granted today by being on two sides. There is a professional prophet who prophesies to your life against the truth and brings you under the fear and terror of the enemy. They are about to kill you. But if you give social amount, I will go and pray and fast for you. It's okay, Baba. Thank you. <laughs> I've never added one thing to Jesus in my life. If they will add any other one in the place of Jesus, I'll go to heaven. But I'm blessed with enemies. I'm blessed with triumphs. <laughs> you don't lose a battle on God's side. You don't have a future on the other side. You don't have a future on the other side. So all of you are doing two sides at the same time. You better take it easy. Children, flee idolatry. Seeking after another God to help your weak God. It's as bad as even men of God 
going to agents of the devil for impact in ministry. You better settle with God if you want to live a settled life. Settle with all those nonsense you put under your pillow. They are the torments of your life. They are behind all the terrible dreams. Mm. Mama gave me. Mama has given you trouble. Mm. May you not carry trouble in your life. Yeah. You heard me say before, Jesus, whatever you cannot do in my life, let it remain unknown. Wherever you can't take me to in Jesus, I, Jesus, I don't want to get there. Whatever you can't give me, may I never have it. May I never have it. It's time to make your choice. Revelation 3, 15 and 16. He said, I know that it works. You are neither cold nor hot. I would that you are cold or hot. Hmm? But because you are lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spoon you out of my mouth. Go your way, my friend. I don't play games here. Go your way. May God not send us out of the kingdom. No one can be spiritual and be carnal at the same time. <laughs> Are ye not carnal? First Corinthians 3 and verse 3. And do you not leave us, men? You can't be spiritual and carnal at the same time. You cannot be carnal and spiritual at the same time. These folks were so carnal that they were lying with their father's wives. Chapter 5 of 1 Corinthians. If you don't know what carnality is, carnality means a sinful lifestyle. A sinful lifestyle. And it's so listed all carnal attributes. Be ye not deceived. No righteous man will enter the kingdom of God. Neither thieves, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor mankind, no, oh my God. So they are listed. First Timothy, I mean, First Corinthians 6, 9 to 11. You can't be carnal and spiritual at the same time. May every form of carnality resisting our fulfillment in life be destroyed within these 21 days of prayer and fasting. Whatever kind will not go except by prayer and fasting must go now. They must go now. You know, pride in most cases is voiceless. Pride is voiceless. Now listen. Satan said in his heart, I will exalt my throne above the throne of God. He's voiceless. Nebuchadnezzar walked on the roof of his house. Nobody was there. You take to worshiping God. It's voiceless. But you can smell its aura. Smell it. As the law lives, every barrier of carnality on your way to kingdom fulfillment as the Lord lives and as you so desire you see them no more again forever Amen. I'm here to find one unbeliever to envy in my life from my day of below zero level God only God ever carry your thing go What is spirituality? It's simply living by the word that is living by the dictates of scriptures. Saying yes to the word and no to everything contrary to the word. Deuteronomy hmm. chapter 5 verse 32 and 33. Ye shall observe to do therefore as the Lord thy God has commanded you. You shall not Turn aside to the right 
or to the left. You shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God has commanded you, that ye may live, that it may be well with you, that you may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. Living by the dictates of scriptures secures a great future. Living by the dictates of scriptures secures a great future. Why are you calling me, Lord, Lord, without doing what I tell you to do? Luke 6 and verse 46. Furthermore, godliness is the only biblical guarantee to secure one's place in eternity. How many want to make heaven here? <laughs> godliness is the only biblical guarantee to secure one's place in eternity. Can I have you say that with me, sir? Godliness is the only biblical guarantee to secure one's place in eternity. Can you personalize it? Godliness is the only biblical guarantee for me to secure my place in eternity. First Corinthians 15 and verse 19. If only in this world we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. To miss eternity is to be equal to vapor. Can be located of the radar. Vanity upon vanity, all is vanity. Do you want to make heaven? Then you say, yeah. Now, now you better subscribe to the things that make heaven a reality. You subscribe to it. Get off covetousness. Get off pride. Get off bitterness. Get off adultery. Get off fornication. You can't say you make a choice without subscribing to the terms. Your choice will be barren and fake. In the precious name of Jesus, whatever is trying to buy us off the garden of life, in terms of sin, shall be laid to rest this time. Second Corinthians 6, 17 and 18. 2 Corinthians 6, 17 and 18. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Now, and will be a father unto you, you shall be my sons and daughters, said the Lord. I will receive you if you come out of all this stuff. It's a new day for us. Therefore, being on God's side is a kind of heaven on earth experience because heaven is the throne of God. Being on God's side is a kind of heaven on earth experience because heaven is the throne of God. Let's recognize there are no defeats in heaven. There was one heaven. Satan fought. Fought the hardest. But prevail not. Neither was there any place found for him in heaven. Now, from this fasting season, Satan will be far away from your territory. Yes. When heaven came down to the earth to rescue God's people from Egypt, the sea saw them, it fled. Jordan driven about the mountain. <laughs> Where are you going? What's happening? He said, Tremble thou at the presence of God. So get God's presence upon your life. What troubles are there with trembling when you arrive? At your end, you appear the tremble. You appear the tremble. From now, no agent of devil will torment your life anymore. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I've heard the cry of my people, therefore have I come down. What happened in Egypt was not Moses, it was God. God came down and humiliated Egypt and brought out his people. God is coming down for you, Amen. coming down for me. Amen. He will humiliate your enemies Amen. and my enemies. Amen. Now, Adam and Eve were living wonders in the Garden of Eden. I mean, 
until they lost face with God through sin and were driven out of the garden into the wilderness. You will not be driven out of your garden. Redemption is a covenant garden for God's people. And only sin can send a man out of it. In the precious name of Jesus, this garden of fulfillment, the enemy shall not send you out of it. Can I hear your loudest amen? Amen. But Abraham remained on God's side for a hundred years. Remember, he was called by God at 75, Genesis 12, 1 to 4. Verse 4 says, it was 25 years old when God called him. Now, Genesis 25, 7 and 8. Abraham was old and stricken in age. He said, and these are the days of the years of Abraham. He lived a hundred years, three score and fifteen years. Hundred years, three score is called 20, 60, 15 years, 175. He was old and sick in age, and God had blessed him in everything. He was on God's side. He was on the on the side of God. The garden of life side. Garden of hidden side of life throughout for one hundred solid years. You and I will not miss our place in on God's side. We shall not miss our place on God's side. And your flourishing will never come to an end. In the name of Jesus. Now, but to remain on God's side, one, beware of lusting after evil things. 1 Corinthians 10, 6. Now, these things happen to them. To the intent that we should not lust after evil things also as also they lusted. All that got lost in the wilderness lusted after evil things. James 1, 13 to 15. The word says, let no man say, when he's tempted, I'm tempted with God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And when lust has conceived and is not aborted, it brings forth sin. And when sin is not aborted and is allowed to blossom, it brings forth death. <laughs> Beware of lusting after evil things. Make investment into eternity by paying the price to remain on God's side. Number two, beware of idolatry. That Exodus 32, 26-28 is all about idolatry. It's on the Lord's side. Let him come to me. They made themselves gods of gold. They committed a great sin. And some heir to their gold, they won't let go. 3,000 men were slain. They were Levites. They were priests. But they won't let go of the god of gold. Beware of that, that one rainy God today, the God of gold, the God of gold. Believe God to secure a spiritual breakthrough testimony from these 21 days of prayer and fasting. It will impart breakthrough on other areas of your life without sweat. Without sweat. <laughs> Joseph, but I fear God. And he prospered as a slave. That is contrary to nature. Slaves don't prosper. Slaves are properties. Slaves are properties. And he prospered as a prisoner. You ever heard that? Yes, I heard it from scriptures. <laughs> the man prospered in the prison. And prospered his way to the palace. And his testimony, but I fear God. But I fear God. But I fear God. There shall be dramatic changes in our life as we get 
every strange God of our path. When Solomon went after the gods and goddesses of his wives, his life was reduced to vanity. Solomon lost it all. 1 Corinthians 10, 7. Talking about the victims of that mighty move of God, neither be ye idolaters as some of them were. It is written, the people sat down and ate and drank and rose up to play. Life has lost bearing and just playing around. The pursuit of idols makes dollars. I mean, listen, somebody wants you to prosper and is sleeping on the floor, on the floor, for God's sake. He has no bed. And he promises you a golden bed and you agree. Abba. Abba. Anybody from your last water in Lao? Christ said, I come to give you abundant life, and we saw it in him. Abali said, I will make you prosper, and he's a pauper. And you agree. Following idols makes a dollar. <laughs> Following idols makes a dollar. Someone came in from Uyo here. He was going to one village in Ugun State here to make charm. But God's mercy found them. The veil could drop him at the gate of Canaan. <laughs> he entered Canaan and his telephone went dead, which was fully charged. God said, I want to rescue this boy. I want to rescue this boy. It was a Wednesday. He walked into the service on that Wednesday and gave his life to Christ. By Saturday, he was going to make, going to make uh, medicine for money. From somebody in Longo, it will make it will give you money. <laughs> somebody will give you what to eat. Said it will make you rich, and you agree. Abba. By Saturday, it's miracle landed. The job is looking for God deliver. Why was still on this ground? Not no one decorates destiny like Christ. Don't don't waste your life with idols. Don't waste your life with idols. Don't waste your life with idols. I, I want to detest whatever God detests. Hate whatever God hates. Hate whatever God hates. You have been carrying those dirty things around. What has he added to you? Up to now. And what has Jesus not added to those who are following him? Ask. But righteousness, consciousness, an undying crave for sanctification, and continuous exercise of godliness are fundamental requirements for anyone who chooses to remain on God's side. And to make heaven at the end of his journey. <laughs> Listen to this. Righteousness and consciousness is made us righteous by becoming sin for us. Thereby giving us capacity so that sin cannot have dominion over us anymore. That is positionally. We now want to have it as an experience. So, undying crave for sanctification. Because sin has no more dominion over you. And continuous exercise of godliness, which is profitable unto all things, and then to make heaven at the end of our journey. We close by this some dangers of not being on God's side. Number one, it blocks access to answered prayers. God's hands are not short, that He cannot save, His ears are not heavy that you cannot hear, but our iniquity has appeared between us and God, so he will not hear us. Isaiah 59, and verse 1 and 2. 
If I hide iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. <laughs> Psalm 66 and verse 18 and 19. Verse 19 says, but now God has heard me. How? He repented. And God forgave him. Number two, it blocks access to revelation. The secret of the Lord, the secret of the Lord is only accessible to them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. Psalm 25, verse 14. Paul, a man that lived with the fear of God as a lifetime, had uncheckered access to revelation. He said, now because of the abundance of revelation given to me, abundance, 2 Corinthians 12, 7, abundance of revelation. Ephesians um, chapter 3 and verse 1 to 5, for this cause, I pour the prison of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. If you have heard of the dispensation of the gospel, of the grace of God, which is given me to you all, that by revelation it may known to me the mysteries by revelation was a man that lived with the fear of God as a lifestyle by revelation he makes known to me the mysteries so it hasn't changed the more of the fear of God we imbibe as a lifestyle degrees our access to revelation in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 and 2 hear what he said Oh, second Corinthians, please, chapter 4 and verse 1. Therefore, saying we have this ministry, that's Paul writing, as we have received mercy, we faint not. But have renounced all hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifesting of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. That was his lifestyle. So, as his revelation was open on checkered, irresistible because the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant. And then number three, the, it, it dethrones believers as in the case of King Saul to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of the rams. Rebellions are the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness as iniquity as idolatry. I mean, God rejected him from being king. They say, Oh, poor soul. That was after 40 years. After how many? At 1321. He chose Saul, the son of Kish, and he reigned for 40 years. He goosed after 40 years and was dethroned. He goes after 40 years of reign and was dethroned. Maybe you've never heard that Samson ruled and reigned in Israel for 40 years and ended up a toy in the hand of his enemy. Makutikalo, a clone crank to Nabo. Let's stop playing games around God. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Thank God you made it through the first 10 years. You are getting through now with the second 10 years. Maybe you are now in the third 10 years. You better keep going. But to be restored when one misses it is to genuinely repent of one sin. And here is where we have the problem. Second Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1. Having therefore these promises dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from the filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Now, verse 10. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. So, <laughs> whatever you are not truly sorry for, you have not truly repented of, you have to be sorry before your repentance will deliver. Godless sorrow is what makes repentance work. Without being sorry for the wrong, 
you cannot be forgiven. Because so repentance will not fly. It is based solely for the wrong that makes our repentance fly and brings us refreshing in return. My God. I'm sorry. Oh, it's only in the body of Christ. I'm sorry and you're smiling. No. No. Be sorry for your wrong. And you will clear them off. As you put your trust in him. Be sorry for your wrongs. We are going somewhere. If Joseph had sold out to Potiphar's wife, he would die ahead of domestic staff. There's something ahead of you. Satan is envious of you. He wants you robbed of it. Kick him out. Kick him off your path. It takes being sorry for the wrong. For our repentance to fly. It takes being sorry for the wrong. Being sorry for the wrong. You carry that dirty things in your hand and throw it off and say, away with you forever. One of my sons was down on an, under an attack. He was about to die, but God rescued him. And so they brought some things for him from home. He told his driver, follow them and throw it to the river in their presence. If God cannot heal me, let me die. He's alive today. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's your turn for a change of story. Amen. You want to be married? They give you something to unmarry you. Everybody gets scared of you. They run away. A young man, well-built, a professional, well-qualified, Businessman going great. He said, I want to marry say, me. Want to marry me? God forbid, bad thing. <laughs> no, no. He has put a siege over his life by what he put in his pocket. A siege of misfortune. Is your year? Anyone who cares to go fully after God, we sing a new song. If you choose to go fully after God, you are singing your new song this year. Yeah. You believe that? Let me hear your loudest, amen. Yeah.